You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. Welcome to The Comics Hall. We are covering all the New Comic Book Day releases, or most of them. You know, there's a lot to cover uh, for Wednesday, December 9th. We also have a fabulous moderator in the chat. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jasmine. We are live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Let Your Geek Side Show, and YouTube. So join us wherever you want and enjoy the show. All right. So if you guys are tuning in live, it is 4 p.m. Pacific right now on a beautiful new comic book Wednesday. And if you are listening to the podcast mm -hmm. format, greetings. We are talking to you from the past, but you are in the future. Uh, so hopefully some of these books will still be available for you. But uh, before we get into what books released today, we do have some news for new comic book day. We Paul, sure do. Like let's uh, let's kick it right off with uh, uh, Marvel and Alien Comics specifically. So following the announcement of Marvel's acquisition of the A uh, Alien comic license, the publisher has revealed the release date and creative team for their first new series set in the famous sci-fi uh, franchise's world. I think a lot of people have been waiting for this, but now we have it. So in March 2021, writer Philip Kennedy Johnson and artist Salvador La Roca with colors by Guru FX, will launch a new story about a Wayland yutani mercenary who must battle a deadly new breed of Xenomorph. Uh, there has been no news about the Predator series that Marvel will be launching next year, but fans can look forward to more sci-fi stories coming soon, and hopefully crossovers. I'd love a good crossover between the, the two characters. The like first hint of crossover we have at all with that Marvel license is those amazing uh, Heroes versus Aliens covers, and I... I have to, I have to get my hands on that Jamie McKelvey Captain Marvel with Goose the Cat, or I guess oh. it's Chewy in the comics. Yeah, uh, it's just it's too perfect. Um, next up from the DC side of things, uh, as announced by TV Line, Ava DuVernay is reportedly developing a script for Naomi, a new live action series for the CW network based on the DC Comics character of the same name. Now, currently, this doesn't have a series order. She is currently developing a script, but if things go well enough. Uh, who knows what we could see. And created by Brian Michael Bendis, David F. Walker, and Jamal Campbell, mm -hmm. Naomi McDuffie is a teenage girl in the prime DC universe who thinks she's totally normal until she discovers that she has powers but is from an alternate Earth in the multiverse. Currently, um, it's early, in early drafting phases. There's no uh, additional news, but DuVernay is producing it through her company. Uh, and it very well could join New Gods and DMZ as the uh, superhero projects that she will be yes. bringing to television. So, And if you guys notice, Naomi McDuffie, her last name is, in fact, a reference to, of course, Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, this would be a fantastic new series. It's from the the uh, Wonder Comics imprint that kind of Bendis uh, heralded when he jumped over from Marvel to DC. So that will be yes. very exciting if it gets a series order. Got my fingers crossed. Um, and next up, in terms of things that people have been waiting for for a long time, uh, Ubisoft yeah. has announced the re-release date of the long-anticipated fan-favorite video game, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game. Uh, this title, if you guys know the story of it, was delisted for many years. And that's not delisted, like a delist superhero. It was delisted. It was not supported from video game platforms. It was pulled from availability. But uh, it had critical praise for its gameplay and uh, soundtrack. 
Of course, Scott Pilgrim is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. It is a beloved series. We are very excited to to see this game coming back. Uh, and it is, of course, based on the comic book series, not necessarily the film. Uh, it will become available on Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Google Stadia on January 14th, 2021. Welcome back, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Welcome back to the world, Starshine. Yeah, it's oh, that poor game. <laughs> poor game. But I, I'm looking forward to getting a chance to actually playing it. Yeah, so. January 14th. And, and I'm sure yeah. we'll uh, we'll check in with Amy on the 15th and see. <laughs> I'm sure she had will have beaten it by that point. Um, so we are going to move right along from the news into uh, what is becoming, uh, it appears, a lot of your favorites, one of your favorite segments of the Comics Hall, Panel of the Week. Uh, we are very, very excited. So Panel of the Week is where me and Amy, uh, we both collectively choose a theme, and then we pick a panel that fits that theme, and you all vote. Now, this was a really, really great week because the theme was Sentry. Uh, now, this was Sentry, uh, uh, the Marvel superhero, not like turn of the century we're not like you know there's no old jalopies or in any of these i don't think or there might be i don't know who knows but um we we really really appreciate all of you voting i think we've had more voting um uh again lately uh, we just i just read well, i'm just so appreciative all the time thank you yeah. so much for voting and it's so, great that we're, we're getting multiple platforms in play you could have voted in let your geek mm -hmm. site show this week or on our instagram and we are currently exploring other platforms in which to offer the polls maybe our twitter account next uh but uh this week was was not without some uh supernatural hijinks occurring uh because <laughs> swear on my life i don't know what happened um but the the poll on our facebook glitched and removed paul's panel as an option wink, uh wink everyone <laughs> But wow. uh, we did still have a segment of the votes. So we were able to determine a winner. But before we de uh, determine the winner, let's talk about which panels we picked. Paul, would you like to uh, take yours first? I sure do. Um, so what you're seeing here, this is from Century Number no. 4 by Marvel, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Kim Jacinto and Joshua Casara, colors by Brian Barreto. Um, what you're seeing is a brand new Century who has now merged with The Void, um and you know it this is one of those showstopper panels at the end of a book that really really when you flip and you turn to it it, it kind of hits you right in the heart there so it was a, a, a panel that i thought was really red a little different than the traditional century panel that folks might be used to definitely looks different than amy's panel so that's what i chose yeah and i actually want to clarify because we did have a caveat when we did time machines we we kept uh the tardis oh, off the yes. table for the both of us <laughs> this week i had said paul neither of us gets to choose aries being ripped in half because of course <laughs> we're all gonna pick aries getting ripped in half by the sentry uh and anytime i can i can choose that battle and that par that panel has been parodied and homaged in many different books. However, I also went for an unconventional Sentry pick. My panel was from Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness, number one, uh, <laughs> set in the Marvel Zombies continuity, as we know from our Halloween special, I Love Zombies. Uh, so this was written by John Lehman with art by Fabiano Neves and colors by June Chung. This is the moment that uh, the Marvel Universe discovers that Sentry is responsible for starting the zombie apocalypse. Uh, he was infected and sent back in time by Uatu the Watcher, trying to create a closed time loop, uh, but somehow Sentry escaped and he did manage to infect uh, the, the entire universe. And we do see, of course, the main cast of characters that uh, become the star players in the Marvel Zombie series that preceded this. Um, 
somebody astutely noted black widow's head is actually on backwards uh which is that's that's rough and hawkeye's succumbing luke cage the with impenetrable skin is rotting away uh carol danvers is held by the neck it's not a pretty sight for anybody uh but that's that's the devastating power of sentry whether or not he's zombie infected or just really really super strong yes so we'll never know with the little bit of uh votes that we had remaining after our facebook snap you know what i blame dr strange for trying to erase our memories of sentry uh Mm -hmm. we do have a winner love them you guys decided drum roll please that paul's panel should win it (laughs) even through all of the cheating that amy tried to do (laughs) i still managed to pull it out but, I'm gonna have uh, a, a firm chat with uh, with uh, Facebook customer service. I'd like to see the manager because I I have some tech so trouble, weird. you know. Yeah. But that's why we have multiple channels for voting. And thank you guys all for participating. Yes. Hopefully, the panel that you picked won. Uh, and and this was this was a fun week because it was a character who who is so insanely powerful. And we could have mm-hmm. gone for one of those more classic moments that is like the he was always there. He was part of the team for everything. But we picked. I mean, merging with the void is like the ultimate like thing they were trying to avoid with Sentry, and then the fact that he started the whole gosh darn zombie apocalypse. Yeah, like, it's like the the don't do one thing. You have one job is to not merge with the void. And oh, flips page. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our panel of the week. We will have a new one up uh, either by Friday or by Monday for you guys. Next week yes. is our holiday special on mm-hmm. uh, December 16th. So you'll want to join us for that. So maybe our panel of the week theme will be appropriately festive. Uh, who yeah. knows? But we will uh, launch that for you guys soon enough. But I think we've got something that we want to explain. Uh, Paul, do we want to explain ourselves here for what we've got coming up ahead of our holiday special? Oh, I thought you were going to explain yourself as to why you removed my option. Of the poll. <laughs> oh, are um, we still okay. on this? But, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I saw the, the cutaway. We're past. <laughs> we're, we're past it. We're past whatever may or may not have occurred with that Facebook poll. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, this week we have a new giveaway for all of you. Um, it's one that I think me and Amy were both very, very excited for, um, and we were excited that you all are going to have the opportunity to possibly win this item. This is the hand-signed SDCC 2018 exclusive Spider-Verse uh, art print by Mark Brooks. Now, uh, as a caveat, right, Amy, this is the the smaller edition, right? Yes. Yeah, so if you guys remember, maybe you don't, uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2018, our art print program did a really nice high-quality series of mini print proofs that were signed by the artists in attendance. There were, and this might be a hint for things coming up later in giveaways, but there were Olivia pieces, there were some Walter O'Neill pieces, mm-hmm. and then we had Mark Brooks signing his Spider-Verse print that features Gwen Stacy, uh, silk and uh peter parker and it was a beautiful print it's a smaller size than the uh the gicle edition we did but it is embossed right. mm-hmm. and again it is hand signed it is hand signed yeah um so you can all head over uh to side dot show forward slash spider verse giveaway that giveaway i believe is live at 4 15 is when that giveaway should be live um yeah, there we go so- we got it up up on screen we got oh, our, there it is. that is the the print that you can win um now don't i wouldn't rush over at 415 just yet i mean i i mean they can enter but we do have a, a yes. giveaway code word as we've mm-hmm. been dropping for you guys with these shows so you want to stick around later in the show find out the code word that'll net you some extra entries uh yes. going into this print giveaway we have so many different ways that you guys can enter uh when you follow that gleam link and you uh 
when you go to site.show forward slash spider verse GAW like giveaway, uh, it'll list out all of the different ways that you can enter to win this spider verse print by Mark Brooks by Mark Brooks and also how many uh, you know, how many entries that particular item accounts for. So uh, just putting your email in is like one vote. And then if you follow us on some of our accounts, that's five votes. And I believe when you enter the code word that me and me or Amy will give to you later, that accounts for like 30 entries. It, it's the exact numbers will be there on the Gleam link later on at 415 is when that goes live. Yes, indeed. So all good things to those who wait. But you'll want to stick around anyways because we've got mm -hmm. some really cool books to talk about this week. I think sure it do. is time for our weekly haul. Yes, let's do it. Let's see that cutaway, Chris. Woohoo! Nice. All right. So this week we are starting the show with another pick of the week, a book that uh, Paul and I felt should definitely be highlighted. It might already be on your radar, but if it's not, this is definitely a head turner for you to check out this week. Our pick of the week is Homesick Pilots number one from Image Comics. Let's just take yes. a look at that beautiful cut. I get like I get like '90s VHS vibes kind of off of this uh, cover. Oh, Very cool. I I was so sort of entranced with this cover A, um, which I believe is Casper Wingard. Yes. I believe this is his, right? Um, that I didn't even realize how many other awesome variants there are. There's a really great um, – oh, what is it? It's, it's, it's like a, a music poster. Like a gig it. poster, yeah. Yeah, it's like a gig poster for this as well because, uh, Amy, we'll get into it, but it's all kind of centered around music as well. Um, but yeah, just that cover alone is beautiful. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So, and that's actually what I've got, uh, in my background. If you are watching our live feed right now, I do have the haunted house, uh, because it's not a spoiler to say such, uh, this is written by Dan Waters with art by Caspar Wingard, uh, really, really beautiful book. Uh, really, really fun book. And um, we're going to kind of light aim it for you. We will just, uh, describe the aim system. Uh, but want to let you guys know that. Going in off the bat, this is an M for mature book. This yes. is not for those who are sensitive to um, either gore or uh, strong language. There's a lot of strong mm -hmm. language in this book, um, but it adds to the kind of punk aesthetic. But just so you know, um, yeah. rarely do we focus on the rating of a book. But uh, if you didn't know that there are ratings on your comic books, you can find it out. It's usually either on the backside of like an image comic kind of the, back center or if it's near the barcode. Yes, yeah. um, most <laughs> I think most Marvel books are always like the, the teen rating or, mm -hmm. or kind of, it's almost like video game ratings E for everyone. But uh, a lot of uh, independent comic series, as you might find, will have uh, probably mature ratings to them. So, Paul, do we want to get in and start kind of explaining to people what the heck Homesick Pilots is about? Yeah. Um, so the description that was solicited is usually uh, not because I'm lazy but it's the description and the pitch that I like to give for the book, specifically because if that's the information that Image Comics has solicited, I feel comfortable giving that information because it's not uh, it's not really delving into spoiler territory because we are a spoiler-free uh, show and podcast. So uh, in the summer of 1994, a haunted house walks across California. Inside is – and again, I believe it's Amy, right? I think it's Ami because uh, I, she has – I think it's Ami because her full name is revealed it, in the issue and it and it Amita. looks like it. Yeah. Right. So I think it would I think it's, it's Ami. Ami. It just reads like Amy to me. I just <laughs> you know, but so inside is Ami, lead singer of a high school punk band who's been missing for weeks. 
how did she get there and what do these ghosts want um so that that description sort of bounces around a bit it's funny it doesn't really get a whole lot it doesn't really get too much into the supernatural aspect of this in towards later of the book but um I, I feel like I'm going to spoil something maybe <laughs> and I don't want to spoil this book, but it's, but it's fun. It's, it's, I mean, I guess we can start of kind of jump into the light, the aim light of this. Yeah. I want to point out, I, I think it was a part of the solicitation text as well. Um, and hopefully mm -hmm. this doesn't, it, you know how there's always those elevator pitches where it's like A meets B and has a baby. Mm -hmm. um, the solicitation text also describes it as Power Rangers meets The Shining. Yes. So we'll let you draw <laughs> your own conclusions. Um, in terms of, I guess, if we we are aiming uh, accessibility, it's a true number one from Image Comics. That's a mm -hmm. phrase we like to use when it is usually uh, for an independent title. A true number one book is a book that you can pick up immediately and it provides you everything you need to know about the story. There is no back material reading. There's no crossover events that you need to get it is a fully self-contained story and as such it gives you all the backstory that you do or don't need to have uh the mystery element of the yes. story as i mentioned again rated m uh however this was one of the larger image comics releases for the end of this year so it should be readily available at your store and if it's not on the racks maybe they sold out or didn't order enough mm -hmm. copies uh it is on comiXology definitely yes um and yeah again it's <clears throat> It's crazy accessible. It's really easy to jump into and sort of latch on to something in this book. Um, I'll be honest. I think this it was I, this kind of came onto my radar back in maybe like August. Amy, remember I I sent you a message. I was like, oh, look at this book coming out. Mm -hmm. um, and me personally, I was like, I was not sold on this book just by the solicitation alone. And then now reading this book, I definitely need to read issue two because mm -hmm. I have so many questions and it looks so beautiful. Agreed. Oh yeah, the art is absolutely fantastic. Um, and the the genre it it is very interesting because both mm -hmm. the solicitation and kind of the way that the book has been marketed does bounce around a lot, and it might be hard to dis discern whether or not this is a title for you. Again, we've got Power Rangers meets The Shining. It's also listed on Image's website as action adventure horror, um, and it's kind of a mecha story if you like. And I guess that's where the Power Rangers element comes in. It's it's a mecha story using a haunted house as the giant robot which is um, pretty cool <laughs> and there were two things that struck me actually three things in terms of other similar properties um you get a lot of it vibes with the kneebolt house like if you like the kind ah. of like creepy house that people are like don't go in there oh my god um but if you like the music scene of the wicked and the divine and you like the interpersonal teenage dynamics because who doesn't love those of alienated from boom studios which <laughs> is a book i've talked about a lot this last year i think that it combines the best of those elements of the the kind of fresh comic book storytelling um it's but this book does kind of resist one clean definition um yeah totally it I, has a, um... a punk sensibility to it very much so and and the colors are absolutely beautiful yeah, and I think uh, Dan Waters merges two genres that I think like need to dance around each other more often, which is punk rock and horror, mm. uh, because I, it feels like you know naturally they would go really well together. I actually kind of got strong like Monster House, you know the animated movie, yes, Monster House and uh, the Green Room. Oh, okay, <laughs> so yeah, very different films, but I definitely got um, some of those vibes there. Uh, mainly with a lot of just the overall oh sorry dogs are borking um <laughs> uh mainly with just a lot of like the the punk rock dynamic and and it just this book sets up so much so well without giving away 
a lot. I always love that a first issue always, always, always asks. It makes you ask more questions than it answers. So, mm-hmm. um, and this, I think, Homesick Pilots number one does that really Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This is one of those ones where you get to the end of it and I definitely need to reread it because I really want to now getting to the end Mm -hmm. of the first issue, go back through those earlier pages, but it is a fantastic setup. You really get the, the tone and the, the visuals play really well with the tone. Um, and ultimately, it's a three ninety nine debut issue. I know a lot of uh, yep. sometimes other publishers will pump up the price of a debut issue, but this is a three ninety nine standard page length book. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely give give Homesick Pilots a look this week, especially if either you haven't heard of it at all or you were hearing some of the marketing, but you weren't entirely convinced. Uh, let our let our recommendation uh, encourage you to give this book a try. If you are a totally. if you too are a punk who enjoys horror, uh, this <laughs> might be right up your alley. Yeah great book go read it excellent (laughs) all right with that we're gonna jump into our our full-on aim segment uh Mm -hmm. we'll just rehash that real quick uh really quickly because if you are a long time listener you already know the gist of what's about what's about to go on here uh we've got four books this week that we are covering paul and i have each picked two off of our illustrious pull lists Mm -hmm. uh but we will be going through our patented aim system which is an acronym that helps you uh hopefully um, determine whether or not a book is for you without giving you an arbitrary number because numbers right. mean something different to everybody and we don't ever want to uh, yuck somebody's yum on a comic book if, it, mm-hmm. if we're going to give you the objective facts about what we're reading. A, accessibility. How easy is it to pick up and read? That also includes uh, whether or not you like the story-wise, how accessible is the story, but also can you find it readily at your store? I is interest uh, for the reasons we described, like Power Rangers and The Shining. It's who would like this book? What other titles are similar that you might uh, be drawn in by uh, association with? And M, I call this the monetary investment, but it really is the money. How much does the book cost? How much are you getting for what you pay? Is it a special cover? Is it a special release? Is there a lot of really cool back material? All the things that you are getting for your money. All right. Paul, you want to take us away with our first uh, aim of the week? I sure do. Um, I am getting into a I, – I did. I just realized, I mean, that this is a total uh, DC week for me. And, and I have a total Marvel week. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always happen that way. Um, it actually hasn't happened in quite a long time. So I'm going to get right into my first aim, which is Batman – Black and white number one. Oh, that's a great cover. That's the great Capullo cover. And if you'll notice behind me, if you are watching uh, live today, Wednesday at 4.22 p.m., I actually have a uh, another variant behind me, which I learned <laughs> is Punchline. I thought it was Selena Kyle behind me. It is not. It's the Miko uh, Suyan um, variant cover behind me is my background. So uh, I'm sure that some of you are familiar with Batman Black and White, whether uh, you are in the collectible world and you've at least heard of it from um, DC Direct and their uh, and, and their collectible line of those specifically. However, we will um, that all came from the anthology Batman Black and White comics of you know of previous. So uh, this I'll, I'm going to try to get to all of the creative teams but both of the books that i chose this week have huge creative teams on them and they are oversized books so i there's no way that i can get to all of them because i'll it'll take me 43 days so um on this book just some of the writers are james tinian the fourth g willow wilson james um emma rios and we've also got jh williams the third some of the artists on this book are trad moore andy kubert greg smallwood um and emma rios is actually the only one who uh she did all of the art and the writing on uh, her whole story. So 
And then letters Rob Lay, the incredibly busy Clayton Cowles and Clem Robbins are on lettering. So, so we have, uh, it's really hard to explain, but this is basically just an anthology series about Batman. That's the best way that I can explain it to you. There is no, uh, there's no real tie into continuity. I mean, there is some, but a lot of it is pretty self, uh, is stands alone. So getting right into the aim. Uh, the A, the accessibility, you should be able to find this book at uh, at most shops, multiple covers. It's a, usually a pretty, this is a pretty big release for DC. Um, and you can, of course, find it digitally. I actually read this on, uh, on Comixology this week because I just couldn't wait. So I actually read that yesterday. Um, because DC releases the books on Tuesdays now. That's right. I, I always forget that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. Um, all the time. <laughs> so, um, in my notes, literally in my notes for how accessible is this, if you know who Batman is, you're going to have a great time with this book. It's truly as simple as that. Uh, it, it really is. Um, now the interest, which is, uh, I would say is, uh, is pretty important whenever talking, uh, Batman stories or anyone in the, uh, pantheon of superheroes in DC, because there's so many stories you can pull from specifically Batman, um, this is truly a must read for Batman fans. If you've been, if you've been reading any of the black and white stuff that's come out before, you definitely are already picking this up. But what I found to be really, really great about this is it, it doesn't necessarily focus completely on Batman, but mainly the city that he's created in Gotham and what he leaves in his wake, which is important because what happens when Batman, you know, he wins, but then, you know, all of the debris that's left after his fight and who was left to clean some of that up. A lot of those stories uh, really, really tie into that. G. Willow Wilson also wrote my favorite story in this whole anthology. It's really fun. It's about Killer Croc. Um, and it definitely almost it made me simultaneously laugh and almost made my eyes sweat because it's so good. Um, I promise it's really good. It's just uh, really small, really intimate stories that aren't super Bat-centric, but mainly about his supporting cast. Um, and then it's five ninety nine for 48 pages, and it's an anthology. Um, it's an ongoing, so I think there's going to be six of these, I believe. Uh, six of these Batman Black and Whites. It's either six or three. Uh, they've This is like the third volume, the third iteration of the Batman Black and White. First time they did three, then they did six. So I don't know where they're going particularly. It's only been solicited for the next three out, but I think it might be six. So Batman Black and White, number one, it's really accessible. It's really fun. Uh, and if you're a Batman fan, you're probably already reading this. But if not, you should be reading this. All right. And time. From, from the mouth of Paul, uh, right to your ears. Um, we do have a question on YouTube from Josh Lopez. He wants to know, what's a great trade paperback to gift for the holidays? Now, my friend, that is a loaded question. It depends on your giftee. It depends on uh, what they are interested in. However, next week, our whole holiday special show on uh, Wednesday the 16th, uh, that is what the theme of our show will be. Uh, so we highly recommend that you stop by then. Uh, if you specifically want to ask or tell us about like what kind of a person. I mean, uh, the, the simplest answer is always Saga. I mean, so if you're if it's somebody True. who hasn't read Saga, Saga makes a great gift. But uh, we will be going Trust. into uh, some more discussions about trade paperbacks totally. and, and books that make a great gift ahead of the mm -hmm. holidays. So maybe if you have a chance to shop local or order from a local comic book store uh, to support them for the holidays, mm -hmm. uh, that will be that will be what we're ca uh, covering on our holiday show next week. So that's Definitely. a that's a great question. I wish we had the rest of the show to answer it. 
It would be, uh, it would literally be a four hour show. You just like and you could read this one, um, and you could read this one. But if you're in our Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group, just tag me or Paul, uh, and and we will be happy to outside of our our office hours uh, <laughs> consult with you on. <laughs> Uh, there's there's so many suggestions. It all, it all depends on what uh, the person that you are gifting for is oh, hoping yeah, yeah. to what they what they like to read. Yeah, Speaking we'll of what what people like to read, if you are an X Men fan, I've got the launch of a new uh, X Men series this week. Today, I'm going to be aiming Sword Number One from Marvel Comics for you. This was written by Al Ewing with art by Valerio Schiti and colors by Mar- uh, Marte Gracia. Excuse me. Um, in terms of accessibility, at the very least. At this point, you got to know what what happened in Hawks Pox, whether or not you read it or you got the the Sparknotes version of Hawks Pox. uh, You just need to know. And if if you haven't, here's what you need to know. The X-Men are a sovereign nation. They can't die. The five is their their kind of like major power players who bring X-Men back to life. And the council are the people who rule their sovereign nation. There you go. You're all caught up. But uh, actually, the... Ten of Swords event, while it does funnel into the launch of Sword, you don't have to know what happened in Ten of Swords to go into this book. Uh, it's actually more prudent to know what happened in this summer's Empire because Al Ewing also wrote Empire. Uh, so there are some references to that. But ultimately, there's not a high barrier of entry to this book. If you kind of been have been following loosely what's been going on in the X-Men universe, uh, this is the next step of Hickman's uh story and if you were tuned into a previous week uh you'll notice that we announced the or we gave the news of the marvel's reign of x this is kind of the first step in reign of x which is we've had the dawn the x-men were on the defense now x-men are playing offense they are moving towards their future um this is the first brand new x-men series in a little while to come out that wasn't part of the event per se um, and this is going to be an ongoing book so if you are looking to jump in this is a great place to jump in uh in terms of interest this is a big leap for Marvel's cosmic mutant presence. It's been here and there over the years, mostly dealing with the Shi'ar and such. But if you are very interested in where the X-Men are taking themselves into space, definitely check this book out. And if you are reading those Reign of X titles that uh, kind of tie into the future of X-Men, you got to do this one. Al Ewing is a fantastic writer. If you have been following him this year, he kind of has the Midas touch. He did help with the launch of Valkyrie, which I think actually technically launched last year. It's been a long year, so I can't remember what books came out this year or not, (laughs) but he helped with Valkyrie. He did the Stellar Empire event. He's also doing We Only Find Them When They're Dead for Boom Studios, which is a huge, huge release from this year. Uh, And he is just, he is just effervescent and bubbly in his writing. He also is doing the Immortal Hulk. I know he's doing Victory Laps on Immortal Hulk. Like, I don't even... Yeah, oh, Immortal yeah. Hulk. Oof, man. So that's a, that, that's an investment. Yeah, you know. Um, but he has a great talent for bringing in a lot of forgotten or kind of underdog X Men characters. So if you are a fan of Jack Kirby's Peeper, this one's for you. And if you know who Peeper is, I am very impressed because I didn't know who Peeper was uh, prior to this. But uh, you'll definitely want to check out this team. There's a lot of great X Men characters, and of course, Abigail Brand is back with a cool new look. Uh, fantastic character designs, and uh, as I said, the mutants are done playing defense. This book slams down a bunch of questions about where are the X-Men going in the future. Uh, and without spoiling too much, I don't want to give away the episode, uh, the issue. It's just a really fun, really effortless kind of team building book. Uh, in terms of the M for the aim, this is a four ninety nine book, but you are getting 44 pages. So that is slightly longer than a standard 28 to 32 page book. Uh, sometimes even 24 with the amount of ads that they put in. But uh, this is a kind of typical 
large number one release for Marvel. Um, and you're getting a lot of pages for that, uh, for that payment. So that's my aim on sword number one for this week, big, big X-Men release and, and kind of the first we've had since X factor, uh, premiered earlier in the year. Yeah. So, and I think once I, uh, everyone saw that Al Ewing was doing a, uh, an X book within the Hickman X-Men universe. I think everyone was like, it's like a Russian nesting doll of insanity. Insane (laughs) talent. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's great. Um, we are very, very, uh, I'm, I'm super stoked for that. I think we were right between Amy, me and you were between homestick, uh, home, homesick pilots and sword as to which was going to be our pick of the week, but you almost said homestuck. (laughs) Homestuck pilots. (laughs) Very different book. Totally different thing. Yes. Um, but uh, um, so uh, we'll move right along um, to well, I'm just going to read Sword now for everyone. Um, <laughs> actually, maybe before I do that, uh, we will aim. A bo- I'm going to aim another book for you all. But before I do that, in the spirit of comic holiday giving, we've got a reward code for everyone. Oh boy! Reward code time. Head over to side dot show forward slash reward code. And enter spectacular NCBD new comic book day. See, because we're hope you guys are logged into your sideshow accounts. Yeah, well, that's why I was like, we'll give them a second. So yeah, um, again, head over to side.show forward slash reward code and enter the code spectacular NCBD. Uh, that's going to be two dollars for the first two thousand people. Um, now again, if you were listening on the podcast, thank you. I hope the code sounds great. I ha- I have some bad news. It might be all claimed by the time that you hear this. Yes, but maybe that'll inspire you to exactly. join us live next time. Uh, but if you are lo- watching live right now, uh, we'll give you a minute to go do that before we launch into our next uh, set of titles. Uh, but that is a fun uh, limited quantity reward code for you guys. Just as a little thanks ahead of our of, ahead of our gifting uh, guide episode next week. Yeah, see, I I brought everyone a reward code, and Amy deleted one of my poll options. <laughs> I'll never let her live it down. No, ever. It'll never. It'll. I'm never trying to it. think of like a comics hall Grinch kind of kind of pun. <laughs> I'll work on that. But yeah. yeah, what you guys are seeing is us working live right now. This is what our meetings go. This is how <laughs> how they go. It's just hmm, what's a punny way to say? <laughs> bags and boards um (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right everyone well we are going to move on again side.show forward slash reward code and enter the code spectacular ncbd um and first 2000 people i can already see that it's being claimed right now so it is for everyone out there watching but if it gets into other groups and such i we can't control that but thank you so much for watching that is for uh for all of you watching and thank you I, I, I sound like I'm trying to, you know, hit a word count on an essay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm going to move right into my next aim, which is DC's Merry Multiverse Special Number 1, which is a book that I was very, very excited for when it was solicited. I love these books, like really one, uh, one-off one themed anthology books. Again, I've, I've and it's a whole anthology theme for me this week. Um, again, another book that has a billion people on it. So... I will definitely try to give you as many as possible. Uh, on the writing side, we've got Sholy Fish, Jean Lehman, uh, Tom King, Paul Shear, David F. Walker, um, and quite a few more. Um, and then for the artists, we've got Dustin Nguyen, Scott Koblish, Todd Nock, Vanessa Del Rey, um, and again, 
a whole lot more. And also, you know who's doing some lettering on this, Amy? Who? Clayton Cowles. Oh my goodness, Clayton <laughs> Cowles. When Clayton Cowles sleeps, ever. <laughs> um, so very simply, it's an anthology book with stories celebrating the holidays around the multiverse. So it's not just Earth Prime or, or I'm sorry, Earth Zero, Earth One, Two, or Three. It's the whole multiverse, um, and it is truly a lot of fun. So jumping right into the aim, the accessibility, uh, this holiday book really should be found uh, relatively easily. Uh, you can definitely 100% find it digitally on Comixology, um, or uh, you can also most likely find it at your local comic book shop if they normally stock new books that week. We get that not all shops do. So uh, if not, call ahead, or it is available digitally. Now, the accessibility is like, how easy can you just pick this up and read and understand? It's not as accessible as you would think, because I've been reading DC Comics, I mean, probably not even half as long as a lot of you out there have been, but at least 15 years or so. And there are still some characters here that I had to look up because it really takes advantage of all of the characters of the multiverse that they have. Um, even now, some of the uh, negative multiverse, you know, from Scott Snyder's uh, Metal and, and Dark Knight's Death Metal run. So, But it is really fun. And I personally see that as like a fun challenge like huh i didn't know this character now i know who this character is like um you know like uh sunny superman just a whole bunch of characters that like definitely there's at least one character i'm challenging everyone out there reading i'm watching and going to read it there's at least one character that you have never heard of i mean well, on the cover i'm looking is that is that like a really jacked captain carrot on the cover super jacked captain carrot <laughs> okay um, good 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 just making and, sure <laughs> It is so much fun. There is uh, most of the stories do. I I will say steer away from the iconic like pantheon, as I say, of DC characters. There are some of them in here, like in the iterations that you you know in like. There's no Batman proper, Superman proper in here. Really, it is uh, multiversed versions of a lot of these characters in the holiday season. And again, it's just really fun. It's just really fun to see how some of these. Uh, all other Earths celebrate the holidays. The only, the first, the very first story with Harley Quinn takes place on Earth Zero, which is the main Earth. Everyone, every, all the other nine stories, it's a, it's a true gamble and it's a true ride. It's really, really fun. So as far as the interest goes, if you like any of DC's Elseworld stories, you really, really will have so much fun with this book because you get, um, you know, the zoo crew, Gotham by Gaslight, uh, she's there's so many you get sort of a, a Christmas tale, but with like Harley Quinn here. It's just all sorts of shenanigans and wonderful, wonderful uh nonsense. David F. Walker did my favorite story in this one as well. You will all uh just please pick up the book and read it. It is uh it's so much fun. It's like if you want a fun holiday theme book. Um, with again some really strange heroes some heroes that like i didn't even know they really expand on some of the lore in some of these other earths that really sometimes it seems like only exist to be destroyed or saved <laughs> like i mean when you got a multiverse that big you gotta do some house clean housekeeping you, every now and then you sure do yeah the dark knight uh who laughs right now is doing some house cleaning right now um quite a bit but it, this is really fun and then at the end tom king writes a very fun and surprisingly heartfelt lobo story 
it is so cool uh it's 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 just really cool it's just before <laughs> i explain it he does it in a way that only tom king could is with a character that could only talk the way lobo does so <laughs> um now again i think the the highlight or maybe the uh one of the docking points here is this book as with uh, some of their other 80 page themed events it is 9.99 so it is a 10 dollar book um it is rather expensive uh as far as um books go that are on the shelves but you are getting so much book for 9.99 again it's 80 pages uh it is a one shot and if you are if you are in the spirit of the holidays and you are looking to read something in and else world, then definitely you can uh, pick up DC's very merry multiverse. It is so much fun. Uh, and there's definitely some stories in there that'll make you scratch your head. Like I have never heard of this person before <laughs> and you'll just spend your time researching uh, like I did a lot of last night. So uh, it's so much fun. DC's very merry multiverse. Go pick it up for the holidays. All righty. Well, up next, very interestingly, I also chose a Marvel-specific one-shot that is $9.99 and 80 pages long, but it's a slightly different universal experience that we are all having. Uh, I picked up Marvel Heroes at Home number one. Now, this is an adorable little book, and when I say little, I mean little. This is a five-inch by five-inch book. <laughs> Uh, it is, it, it, it's, it's so cute. When I picked it up at the store, I was like, oh, it's so small. Like, it's just, it's such a cute little book. Um it was written by Zeb Wells with art by the art team Guru Hiru. Uh, love them to death. You might have, uh, you might recognize them from Gwenpool. Uh, just a, a lot of really amazing stuff. Uh, and there is selective lettering by Joe Sabino and Jay Bowen. And I say selective because most of this comic is silent. Um, now, there are a lot of interesting little things to explain here. In terms of accessible, this is the most accessible book in the universe as far as I know. Because, uh, <laughs> first of all, there's very few words. So it's very easy on the eyes. Um, there is only one of the segments of the book has has any dialogue in it. It's perfect for younger readers. This actually would make a really sweet gift for anyone who needs like a laugh or a smile about the world situation and and being stuck at home. Uh, because you know what? Not not all superheroes can work from home, but they are doing their best. Uh, it's it's pretty hard to to outsource yeah. the superheroing, but uh, the stories are bright. It is a large panel Sunday funnies style book. So actually the way that they've done this. So I think I should start by saying you may or may not recognize that a couple months ago, Marvel put out variant covers called Heroes at Home. And the variant covers had nine panel grid comics that were mostly silent uh, featuring Spider-Man, Black Panther, Captain America, and Captain Marvel and Wolverine, I think. Now, this book adds two new heroes into the mix with Venom and Thor. And this is, as you can see on the cover, uh, oh, and the Hulk as well, uh, a look into all of their lives and what they are doing to manage uh, being working from home. Uh, in the Sunday Funny style, each of the nine pa panels has been turned into its own page. They've done a great job because the punchline always comes on the ninth page that is on a page turn reveal. So the formatting of the book is very nice. Um, it's available on Comixology if your store doesn't have a copy. I don't. I actually don't imagine a lot of stores would have ordered a lot of copies of this because it is a smaller specialty book. Um, but uh, it's readily available on Comixology if you have the chance to physically pick up an issue. This is a fantastic gift for somebody, uh, maybe even yourself. I laughed out loud and even even got a little eye sweat uh, at the emo <laughs> just the emotion. Maybe it's because I'm going stir crazy. Um, yes, but in terms of interest, it's just it it is nothing but feel good. 
it is I, I guarantee you at least one of the eight superheroes in the book you have you have had a similar experience this year to <laughs> them whether it is baking bread like Peter Parker or not doing the dishes like Captain America and I'm not going to spoil any of the punchlines but the fact that uh, they are they did include some new scenarios that were not featured on the variant covers is really fun uh, it is really humanizing to see symbiotes and Cree warriors uh, doing doing zoom calls uh, but I, I think the best part is the fact that Marvel prides itself on on the catchphrase you might have heard, uh, the world outside your window. Now this is the world inside the window and the superheroes are there with you. Um, so again, with the money, uh, it is a $9.99 book and they say it's 80 pages, but that is because, and, and it is because they broke every individual panel down into a page. So it is a very fast read um, in terms right. of if this were just something that you picked up and said like, would I pay $10 for this? I personally would because it brought me such a smile uh, and I love Guru Hiru. Um, but it is, it is a, a hefty little book uh, price. Um, it's again, I mentioned it's five by five inches. Um, and, but if you want to think of it in this way, you probably haven't seen these comics. If you didn't pick up the variant covers, if you didn't have that option at your store, there are two brand new stories. And even if you did buy all the variant covers already, Buying all the variant covers is more expensive than picking up this book uh, because there were, I believe, four or five of the variant covers released at a $3.99 at least price point. And this book is $9.99 for even more stories. So if you haven't picked up the variant covers, if you didn't see them at all, this book is worth just it's, you know what, treat yourself. Not every book has to be <laughs> a, a financial investment that's going right. to go up in value in a million years that you would get slabbed. But it is it is a $10 little slice of joy amid a very crazy and turbulent year. And again, I love, I freaking love Guri Hero. They're, they're an amazing art duo from Japan. Uh, just fantastic, fantastic artists. So it was really cute. My personal favorite story, I think, has to be the Captain Marvel one. But uh, what Venom does might surprise you. Uh, so that is Marvel Heroes at Home, number one. A very oddball choice for this week. But between this and the Merry Multiverse, there's a lot of, uh, of, of fun and solidarity to be had with your favorite superheroes. Yes. Sometimes just take your break, take a break, rest your brain, and just have some fun and smile with comics like they should make us do. Yeah. All right. So that does it for our AIM segment this week. We have up next the holler at the hall. Uh, no one deleted Paul's question off our Facebook group, so clearly we'll uh, someone's <laughs> a little biased here. No. Uh, holler at the hall is our uh, segment where we ask you guys a question and we take your responses. Some of them we read out on air. Uh, just a really fun way to to kind of chat, see what you guys are reading or, or up to. Uh, and this week was a really fun one. Speaking of, Paul, characters that you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Before we get into that, the multiverse. Multiverse has a lot of heroes in it. Mm -hmm. You know what the Spider-Verse is? The Spider-Verse is a multiverse. Uh, that is our code word today for the giveaway we mentioned earlier mm -hmm. in the show multiverse if you enter that on gleam uh and paul will give that short link again uh you guys can net uh net some extra entries for the word multiverse yes so that is your code word for the giveaway when you head over to side.show forward slash spider verse g a w like giveaway so side.show forward slash spider verse g a w that uh giveaway is open now it ends friday and if you enter that code word which is multiverse which amy has just mentioned to all of you uh that'll get you some extra entries um and i wanted to also just i for totally forgotten i'm so sorry uh louis sierra congrats on winning our uh 
our last giveaway last week. You, oh, you excellent. I, we wanted to, you know, shout out Louis, even though he's watched a couple times. So awesome. So that, that X-Men legacy signed by Christos Gage. Yeah. Uh, now I do want to also point out, I, I'm sure Jasmine, well, actually, I don't know if we dropped the, the physical word in the chats, but multiverse is all one word. There's no hyphens. There's no nothing. It's multiverse, all yes. one word. Yeah. All right. So speaking of multiverse and heroes that you may not know or you think that don't get enough time in the spotlight, last week we asked you, who is your favorite superhero team that does not get enough recognition? Mm -hmm. You guys had some amazing choices, and some of them so I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't thought of these guys in years, and some of them I've never heard of. So yep. Totally. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start up. AJ Agrusa said, I absolutely loved the Red Hulk's Thunderbolts. Such a dysfunctional yet fun team to read. Can't go wrong with Deadpool interacting with Agent Venom and the Punisher. <laughs> and then we have uh, Will Aggie over in the Let Your Geeks Head Show Facebook group. He's had so many choices in so little time uh, that have brought so, so that brought me so much joy. Legion of Superheroes, Doom Patrol, Justice Society, the Invaders, the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the Freedom Fighters, uh, and so so many more. He 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 went on to say so many more, but <laughs> you know some of the other answers are coming up later. But yeah, Freedom Fighters was a great one. I was like, oh yeah, I love the Freedom Fighters. Luke Haber from uh, the Comics Hall Facebook page said, nowadays the Fantastic Four, based on the stories that have been told around them or or lack thereof, uh, but the Defenders of old were the baddest of bad, lost even then to their more marketable brethren. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that I I mean, see when I say when I go Defenders, I go to the Netflix team lineup, but the the classic lineup of Defenders is a pretty great team as well. Oh, totally. Uh, and then lastly, over on our Instagram, we had Mother Mara said, I feel like the Red Hood and Outlaws don't get enough recognition. They're super underrated, but I guess that's what makes them outlaws. <laughs> I love that answer. Yeah. Uh, Paul, did you, have, did you have a pick for this week of, oh, yeah. of underrated? I'd even put it in the original like question. Mine was the Justice League Dark. Like I love the Justice League Dark so much, uh, but I think it'll start. They're they're gonna start going the way of like Doom Patrol, where it's like, are they underrated? They have a whole show because they do have a show coming up. But I do. They are some of my favorites. Like I love Zatanna so much. I love Swamp Thing, and I absolutely love John Constantine. So what about uh, Dead Man? <laughs> oh, and I love Dead Man, Boston, Boston Brand, Boston yeah. Brand. Yes, oh, so good. I'm going to go a little oddball. Mine is not from the big two. Uh, I will be surprised if other people remember this team from Eclipse Comics, the DN Agents by Mark Evanier and uh, Will, Mo uh, I can't ever pronounce his last name, M Monio, Monio, I think it is. Uh, but the DN Agents, they were kind of like an off-brand X-Men, uh, oh. but I freaking loved them. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. Yeah, they. I mean, as you, the name would imply, they are genetic experiments with superpowers. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, classic tale as old as time. But that was a that was the Eclipse Comics, and they were uh, picked up briefly by Antarctic Press. But yeah, DN Agents, very very deep cut uh, '80s comic book team. You heard it here. If the if they get a Netflix show, it's only <laughs> because of the comics hall. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, All right. So we have a question for you guys for next week. Uh, we will be putting it up in our Facebook group and our Instagram. You guys can interact with us on our different social platforms. But for next week, we want to know, have you ever given comics as a gift? Tell us about a time that you shared the love and gifted someone a comic book, trade paperback, or other comic-related present. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – the, I mean, I, I'm sure our answer, Amy, will be – a billion and minutes long. I'm sure we've <laughs> and given multiple comic books. 
it's 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 not so much a gift for that other person as me very selfishly wanting them to read the book that I love so that we can talk about it. <laughs> I, would, I would. Oh, you know what? I was going to give my answer, but I'll save it for next week. Yeah, we'll save it for next I'll week. And, for and, next. and we did get some questions in the chat. We'll save it for next week. But Ron, your uh, Ron Uranus wants to know uh, what po- comics would Amy and Paul give to each other. So we'll we'll uh, figure that out for you guys next week. Because what do you get the man who's read? Almost everything. Uh, I'll have to figure out who you didn't know in DC's Mary Multiverse and uh, DN Agent. You can start there. I, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll start there. But you guys can always, 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 always email us at thecomicshall at sideshow.com or interact with us with us at the Comics Hall on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We will yes. be again posting up these questions. I'll let Paul post the panel of the week for next week so that uh, my uh, grinchy little hands can't. Uh, I I don't know what happened, guys. I promise. I really don't. Uh, but Paul still won. So uh, if I had if I had tried to sabotage it, I might have I might have gone for a uh, salt the earth policy. However. Uh, <laughs> Next week, again, as we mentioned, that'll be Wednesday, December 16th. That is our holiday special. We will be talking about gifting and books to recommend mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe briefly covering what books are out that week. Uh, we want to update you. We do not have a show on the 23rd, which is the week of Christmas, and we will not be doing a show on the 30th. However, when we come back in January, we're going to need your help because we will be hosting some polls for the best of 2020. We're going to do a yes. recap before we dive into the new year. We need your help deciding the best books, the best writers, the best ever everything from this year so keep an eye out for that uh because that will be our first show for the new year and oh my goodness i think that then will mark i mean i think i don't know the exact date we started but it's been a year since we started the comic it's, call it's, it's been a year yeah I, po- I i think we're almost at a year now the podcast came in about halfway through but yeah i think i think sometime this month will mark a full year of the comics hall and what a year it has been what and a they're, year they're still making comics so i guess we got to do it again next year We've still got a job everyone <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> All so right. we will see you guys next week for the holiday special in the meantime uh keep in touch with us on all our platforms as we mentioned we want to hear from you for the holler at the hall and the panel of the week thank you guys so much for joining us for this spectacular ncbd hope you guys picked up the reward code while it was still active maybe it's still there uh but if you you didn't uh maybe Maybe next time. Thank you, guys. As always, this has been New Comic Book Day for Wednesday, December 9th. As always, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this was The Comics Hall. Thank you, guys. Bye, everyone. This has been The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, presented by Sideshow. Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek side show. Sideshow.